0: By the time someone has cancer, it started brewing 10 years ago.
1: Hey everyone, I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm talking with a prominent leader in the field of functional medicine, Dr. Lee Connolly. Dr. Connolly has been leading a cancer revolution with nearly 30 years of experience. Founder and medical director of the Cancer Center for Healing and Center for New Medicine, and author of The Cancer Revolution. Today, she'll be discussing how she's incorporated functional medicine treatments to over 7,000 patients and daily preventative practices. Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Okay. Hello. Welcome. How are you? Great, Morgan. Great to be with you. You too. So um, I just want to start, obviously, you're a doctor, but why cancer? How'd you get into this cancer
0: thing? Well, I uh, grew up in Houston, Texas, and I'm number three of six children and I was born in the 50s and my mother started bleeding. And so um, she went to her doctor and doctor said, oh, well, you know, I can give you this medication that will prevent miscarriage and stop the bleeding. And that drug was called DES, diethylstilbestrol. It's a she very was
1: pregnant thing. with you, is that right? When yeah. this happened, okay.
0: Yes, and so she um, took that medication uh, diethylstilbestrol, which is very potent form of estrogen. And so fast forward 16 years later, um, my parents received a letter that that medication, DES, caused hormone problems, infertility, anatomical problem, and cancer in both male and female offspring. So I started going to MD Anderson Hospital, which is one of the leading cancer hospitals in the United States, and started getting poked and prodded and biopsied and all kinds of things. Never had two periods in a row in my life. All my children are what I call technological babies because I didn't ovulate, so I had to take intervention with other means. And uh, so I have three children uh, as a result of that. And uh, so I've lived a life of many detours. I've had uh, scoliosis as a result and scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. So about I did everything, researched everything, did everything from acupuncture to injections to chiropractic to you name it. And I um, finally, after I had a 63 degree curve, I flew to Germany, found the best spine surgeon in the world. And three years ago, went to Germany and had my uh, scoliosis uh, fixed. Wow. So, um, and everything, um, everything that I've had is, is not a result of like, you know, I, there was a genetic problem other than the exposure to DES, you know, they don't use that drug. They use that drug for 40 years, knowing it caused problems. Um, But, you know, it became my thesis when I went to UT School of Public Health. And then I've just always been interested in, okay, how do you prevent cancer? How do you treat cancer? So fortunately, in my journey, I met different people who had cancer and had survived So I thought, no, I need to know everything they know. And they were doctors and lay people. So I um, said, oh, I, you know, I want to incorporate all of this in my practice. I'd always been 36 years of, of just optimization, fixing chronic diseases, whether it's diabetes, autoimmune, it doesn't matter what the label is. I always was focusing on how to fix the terrain and the foundation of the body and get to the origin of the disease. And so uh, quite a while back, the Cancer Center for Healing, I started about, I would say 13, maybe 13 years ago, something like that. And um, started to just, you know, incorporate with patients not only conventional treatment and conventional workup which is blood work and scans and all that but how do we support the patient through that process well now where we are today i have patients who've done the conventional route they are stage 4 done everything possible and they come here and then i have the patient just early diagnosed who wants to understand why they got this in the first place so we do that and then we do prevention and early detection which is a really what we should be doing in medicine generally for any condition and but our our medical system is not about prevention preciseness personalized at all it's just a conveyor belt okay everybody gets this if they have diabetes high blood pressure autoimmune everything and not everybody can fit into that paradigm but more importantly every individual is an original and so we've got to fix the patient with the problem, not the problem of the patient. And so, um, so we have a very like extreme like workup of our patients to understand, you know, why, where, when, and how this started in the beginning. Because by the time someone has cancer, it started brewing ten years ago. So from one cancer cell to the tumor that people can feel or touch is 10 years. And so now we've got to immediately um, evaluate patients to get as many things turned around as soon as possible. So it's been a very, you know, interesting uh, journey. And I always tell people your mess becomes your message. And so uh, otherwise, you know, if you don't have migraines, you're not trying to figure out (laughs) your solution. Okay. So, um, so it's made me focus, not just because I've not only had one thing, I had many things like, so infertility, I know a lot about because I went through it and hormone problems. I've been through all of that. Now I'm in menopause for 15 years. So all these things, surgery and surgery preparation, for example, when I went to surgery, I prepared for three months before I even there. On a mental, emotional, and physical level, so medicine is 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 uh, we've taken the care out of healthcare, and it's basically sick care, and we've got to change that because, right. you know, U.S. ranks forty third in the world in healthcare. We spend twice as much as any other country, and um, everyone is sick, so everyone has chronic illnesses. You know, young people have them, older people have not there's 10 prescriptions written per man, woman and child. So obviously, our healthcare is not serving, you know, the, the humanity that we need to take care of. And if we can send people to the moon and talk to Africa every day, we can definitely do something with optimizing humanity. Yeah, I love that.
1: Okay, moving on, because that was like a, a very fascinating sidetrack, but let's talk about cancer. So say someone um, has no cancer diagnosis, do you see people who are just wanting to get yearly scans or get ahead of it? Like you mentioned this 10-year mark, what, what's your thought on someone who has no symptoms or no signs or no diagnosis?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think that can early detection and prevention should be on everyone's mind and the reason why I say that, is that cancer is one in two people. It's the number one killer from one to 85 years of age. In children, it's the number one killer. It was accidents, now it's cancer. Now we are seeing 18 year olds, 25 year olds, 30 year olds, 35 year olds, people, lots of people less than 40, especially in the last year, all right? And so I always tell people that our children are the canaries in the mine. When I say children, young children and then young adults. So there, th- this information is telling us we have got to stop, look and listen. What is going on? And now we need to create an awareness that a 25 year old needs to be living a life of prevention, not just for cancer, Morgan, but all diseases, because what we're seeing is just an alarming increase in infertility, low hormones in both male and females as young as, you know, 20, 25 years of age, okay? Cancer, the cancer cases I see for young people, I feel like it's surpassing. Older people, you know, we thought cancer was a disease of a 60-plus-year-old, because I always tell people, I used to tell people, "Yeah, you had a warranty until you're 40, <laughs> and then from 40 to 60, you were on a semi-warranty, and 60 on it's just repair, upkeep, and maintenance." All right, just like a 60-year-old car or a 60-year-old boat. But the miracle of the human takes requires uh, attention, and uh, so. But I can't say that anymore because what I've seen um, is is that our young people today. Have a lot of chronic medical issues. Okay. And the kind of people I'm seeing, they're not people who haven't taken care of themselves. Okay. These are we have amazing patients who've like been passionate about health and eating and nutrition and movement. And, and they're they're really aware people, I find the young people, and they're so open and they want to learn everything and know everything. So, um, so I, I, today we have to do this. So, you know, I blood tests really don't tell you you have cancer. So, uh, but there are some markers on people's blood tests. I will tell you that some of the top markers are C-reactive protein, mm-hmm. a sure. non-specific marker for inflammation, hemoglobin A1C, which is a reflection of your sugar over 90 days. It's also, it's a marker of what they call glycation. I call it wrinkles inside your body. And so you get, you create this protein misfolding and then vitamin D because vitamin D influences over 3000 genes and affects a person's development of cancer. And I would say that probably 95% of my patients who come in here have low vitamin D, even in California where I am, where there's sunshine, lots of sunshine. So it's really, cause we're not getting out. We're not getting outside and getting sunshine today, right? Because everybody's inside in artificial lights, you know, at a computer, et cetera, right? So we're not getting the vitamin D that we should. So those things, The another marker that I like to look at is DHEA sulfate. DHEA is the number one hormone made by your adrenal glands. Your adrenal glands sit on your kidneys like little hats, and they make over 100 hormones. DHEA is the primary one. That's your stress, immune, and longevity hormone. So that also will tell me how well your body is handling stress. And um, it's amazing. Even young people have uh, an issue with that. So those are indications. Now, there is a wonderful blood test called the cancer profile. It's done by American metabolic laboratories. It's a fasting blood and urine, and that will check for quantitative HCG in your blood and in your urine. HCG is a malignancy marker. It will check for GGT, which is the most sensitive test for your liver. Your liver, 50% of the population has fatty liver. So it's inundated with so much toxins. Um, It checks TSH, which is your thyroid. Your thyroid's the battery to your body. It checks DHEA sulfate. It also checks CEA, which is a nonspecific marker for cancer. And then it checks a test called PHI, phosphohexohysomerase that's an indication of low oxygen in the cells. So Warburg a hundred years ago, who got a Nobel prize, who said that cancer is low oxygen, sugary and acidity. And so that's a good marker to know what's going on with the body fundamentally at the cellular level. So I can order that test. And then there's another blood test I can order. I call it a liquid biopsy. It's called Oncotrace. Oncotrace was developed by a lab in, in Switzerland called RGCC. They've been around for about 22 years. I learned about them about 11, 12 years ago. And they will look for something called circulating tumor cells. Circulating tumor cells are responsible for 95% of metastasis. If cancer starts with one cell and one cells is allowed to duplicate, And when it gets to a size of one to two millimeters, which is about two pencil lines, it starts releasing circulating tumor cells. Circulating tumor cells don't respond to surgery or chemo or radiation. And that's what's responsible for 95% of metastasis. Only natural substances actually kill circulating tumor cells. So if someone has a positive liquid biopsy, then we know something's going on and then we've got to go take a deep dive to figure out where, what it is. The other is a conventional blood test called Gallery and Signatera. They're both new tests done by American labs that look for circulating tumor DNA. I have done all of these and I, because Gallery and Signatera are new, I'm looking at them compared to Oncotrace so I, you know, I I, I any new lab, I test lots of people and then I see what am I seeing, you know, what's the pattern and or is it something because I can have a signatura test be negative, but I find circulating tumor cells. So because I've done these tests for a long time on, you know, many, many patients, you know, you start seeing patterns and what's working, what's not working. The other test that I learned 23 years ago from a gentleman who had sarcoma, sarcoma is a tumor of muscle and bone, and he was 22 years of age, diagnosed with sarcoma in his leg, and his doctor said, we have to amputate leg because that was many, many years ago, and he said, well, I don't want to amputate my leg, and they go, well, there's no other option." so he signed out against medical advice. Um, to do the surgery. And he went on an 11 year, not months, 11 year discovery odyssey, figuring out how to save his leg and cure himself of cancer. I was at an anti-aging conference 23 years ago in Las Vegas, which they have had annually. And I met him and he told me his whole story and I tell him my whole story. So he told me about, um, you know, like everything he did, everything from coffee enemas to infrared sauna, etc. Uh, all the things he did. And then um, he told me about bioenergetic testing, which in medical school, we don't learn anything about energy. And so you have acupuncture points on your fingers and toes that correspond to every organ in your body. So the acupuncture point is like a string of pearls or a wire to an organ or gland. So you can do that test. It was designed by Dr. Vohl. Dr. Vohl from Germany was a physicist and medical doctor, and he would teach physicians you know, 70, 80 years ago how to know the point and then how to fix it. Well, that was all computerized into the 80s in something called electrodermal screening. Um, and so I've been doing that. So that gives me some other information on an energetic level. I tell people we're a bioemotional, we're biophysical, and we're bioenergetic. So we have to be evaluating the entire biological system. We can't just look at a patient physically, all right? We have to look at them. How do they live every day? If they're whatever age they are, what happened to you from in utero to where you are now? what are all the significant events? Like yesterday, I had a neuroendocrine tumor. Gentleman, 52 years of age, a software engineer. Gentleman, and he had neuroendocrine, which means it's, it has to do with the hormones and n- nerves as opposed. So he had it in multiple organs. And it's interesting. He went to the doctor for abdominal bloating in January and just got diagnosed you know, unfortunately, nine or 10 months later. And so that's why I always teach physicians, look, if someone is coming into you with if they're not better within a month, you better just start taking a deep dive. You talked about body imaging, they have now whole body MRIs without dye. Okay. Before MRIs were all done with something called gadolinium, which is a metal but they found it's found to be now very toxic and so yes people can excrete toxins but now because we're so overloaded with toxins it's just one more layer of things that patients have to do and of course lots of people can have serious t- side effects from gadolinium and then i always tell people it's the bioaccumulation of toxins but a whole body mri will look at your whole body from head to toe and so that's been Um, that started before the pandemic. uh, But and then they kind of stalled a little bit, but now um, they're growing. So we have a couple of places here in California, um, that you can get a whole body MRI. But I always tell patients and I use the picture of an iceberg. It's not about what's on top of the iceberg. Everything is down below. So you can't look at the lump or bump, you have to look What are the origins of everything? So, everybody here gets a toxicity study, heavy metal thing, uh, gut evaluation, nutrient testing. I mean, it's, you know, extensive blood testing. You know, you've got, when you want to work up the miracle that you get to live in every day, it's not something you just kind of do a little thing. You've got to do a very, very, you know, amazing investigation of everything that is you know going on in your body and i always tell people you're not living in a petri dish your petri dish is the planet all right the world right uh the eight billion people here and everything everything everybody's doing all right so if the pollution is bad in india or china or here we're all mixing this air together so, you know, toxicity, you know, I always tell people that it's not one toxin. We know what one toxin does, but put hundreds of toxins together. No one understands the synergistic potential danger of all these chemicals in your body and how you handle things and how I handle things are going to be different. So, so we, we you know, every patient deserves to really know and understand. That's why you know, these podcasts uh, that are being done all over and educating people and empowering people to really, really study the masterful miracle that we get to live in. And I think that's what, you know, hasn't been done. You know, they, they I know my children, um, they took health six weeks of health in high school. Well, in high school, you know, you're not really paying attention that much. You're kind of like perfunctorily no. getting through classes and okay, let's do this. But I got to get into college, and I got to do this, and I got to do that. So, um, but you know, I always tell people we get a license to drive, but we need to really, really have communities of health. We need to have communities of 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 well-being and health where people go and can learn. That's why we're so big on education. We have cancer conversation every other week. We highlight topics. We go down, teach people about a topic. And these topics, some of our, some of our patients have taken our classes four different times. It's that much information. And then PubMed, there's 1.2 million PubMed articles written per year. So what we did last year is changing this year, correct? Because there's new information coming out all the time, and no one, no scientist, no doctor has the capability of delving down and maybe what article is important or not. I know I'm I tra- am i am always you know finding new stuff every single day. Have to go research and study. Like on Sunday, I met with an ex a person who's a exercise a physiologist, but he treats stage four cancer patients. So I spent an hour on the phone going over just what he does and how important that your muscle and bone fitness is to recovery in a cancer patient. So, and we now know this, that it's so important that we have the musculature, the bone density to, you know, so that the body can house what it needs to have and take care of itself. So we're just in amazing discovery times. We just need to get all this information out. We need to empower people to, you know, take ownership and responsibility. A pill for every ill we know doesn't work. And maybe you may need medicines. Okay. I know how to use medications and I tell patients I will do the medicines, but I'll do also, you know, all the other stuff. Okay. Okay. So, um, you've got to, you know, you really got to understand, we know in in medicine, we learn biochemistry. So biochemistry is basically how the body works. So if that isn't working, then how's the patient going to get well, right? For example, if you have high sugar, then how are you going to get rid of, you know, all these diseases because high sugar, prediabetes or diabetes weakens every single cell. So we've got to completely change that situation immediately. And that doesn't happen overnight, right? That takes minimum three, six months, a year, depending on how bad you are. And that's just one thing, Morgan. I love it. Um, So your practice, you do traditional
1: like chemotherapy, but not maybe in the traditional sense, alongside all of these other supplemental, alternative, however you want to say it, things, what are your like top three favorite um, alternative treatments aside from like chemotherapy or the traditional things everyone thinks of when they think of cancer treatment?
0: Right. So when the conventional treatment is surgery, chemo, and radiation, and again, people may need surgery. Yeah. All right. Yeah. People may need chemotherapy. So if patients need surgery, like I said before, we do all the preparation supplements, IV vitamin C, etc. We've already started to work on them emotionally, except everything. Now chemotherapy, you can do conventional chemotherapy. Some of our patients because they've tried conventional and they just are terribly ill, they can't handle it. So we will do what they call fractionated low dose chemo, which is using 10% of a normal dose. But what we do is we add insulin Insulin, because cancer cells like sugar, they have something called like IGF factors, insulin growth factors on the cell. So we prime those with insulin and insulin acts as a Trojan horse to bring into the chemo into the cancer cell. And so sparing the other cells. And then the way we do it in our clinic, we do something called endolaser, which is a light that is IV to activate your immune system, activate the chemo. And um, then we also have the patients get into red light bed. So red light you know, helps your mitochondria, but it also helps your body take up the chemotherapy that you need to do. And then the next day after chemotherapy, we give them a special IV to clean out their liver so they don't get sick and they don't feel terrible. A lot of our patients are doing hyperbaric oxygen, depending upon the PHI level. All of the patients get lymphatic drainage also, because your lymph system is four times greater than your blood circulation, your blood delivers the groceries, the lymph removes the garbage. The lymph is four times greater. So you see how important that is. And then um, we have an assortment of different IVs. We do IV vitamin C. We know how IV vitamin C creates hydrogen peroxide to kill the cancer cell. We do mistletoe, which has been around for over a hundred years. is the plant it enhances your immune system, shuts down angiogenesis, which is blood supply, shuts down also um, tumor growth, and all of these other you know really good immune enhancing properties. Uh, we also will have special IVs. It could be uh, intravenous uh, poly uh, poly MVA. It's poly. It's a basically a very powerful lipoic acid. Um, and we do IV, DCA. We have so many different IVs, depending. Again, you've got to customize a protocol to the patient. So if our patients do conventional, we do all the collateral support so they don't have any suffering at all. And almost every single one of our patients who does conventional chemo do amazingly well. All right. The ones that are doing it low dose, they already are doing everything and they're not doing the extreme dose um, that, uh, you know, they would get in conventional settings. So I let the patients make the decision. I teach, I let them say, okay, look, you can decide. I will support you either way. You make the decision based upon doing your research and information. I also use a device called PM, PMF, pulsed electromagnetic field. So when people have cancer, the vibration of their cells or resonating about 20 volts, as opposed to 65 or 70. So we do PMF on the patients regularly every single day. So, so we have a a wide variety of, of, I call it raising the vibrational energy of the patient, because when a patient has cancer, their body is not in an ideal state. And so we want to, we want to support it on, you know, in every single way. And so, um, and we work with doctors, you know, a lot of our doctors, will uh, oncologists, they kind of know, and they will say, you know, look, let's do all this. But as as an oncologist, they have to follow the NCCN guidelines, uh, which we follow here also with our chemotherapy. If we do chemotherapy, we follow the NCCN guidelines, which are, here's the chemos that work on your cancer. We also use something called repurposed drugs. Um, there's a great book called Starving Cancer, and so as we want to block all the pathways to cancer. So there's a lot of medications: mabendazole, statin drugs, metformin, doxycycline, dipyradimol, all these different other medicines that can starve the cancer on many pathways. So depending on each patient, you know, depending on how severe a patient is. We will, you know, slowly do things because you can't just give someone a hundred things in the beginning. Um, We've got to first understand and then start treatments that we know are going to change the terrain. Everything is about the terrain. You know, Louis Pasteur said everything was the bug. And then all the other people said, no, it's all the terrain. (laughs) So we now know the terrain has to be changed. The terrain is the living environment inside the cell and around the cell. Wow. So cool. It's
1: so great to hear just your energy and passion for all the different things that it can do, which brings me to my question. So cancer, it seems like from, you know, listening to you is more rampant than ever. Like we're not, we're not decreasing the amount of cancer we have. Like for those out there who do have it or if someone in their life who has it, which, you know, I would say most everyone listening does. What kind of hope is there? Like, Are you feeling like treatments are getting better? Like how's your success rate in the clinic? Like how do
0: you wrap your head around the whole macro state of, of? Right. That's a really good question. So because if our patients come to the Center for New Medicine side, they already are living their life they need to live. OK. And they do all the testing. They see us once a year. They do all the blood, the physical exam, the bioenergetic testing. I recommend everyone to do the liquid biopsy now once a year or depending I decide on each patient. Um, And so patients who have been seeing us for a long time in the Center for New Medicine, they have sought out prevention, preciseness and early detection. Okay. Now the patients who come to us, someone, uh, we have a lot of patients who came to us stage four, done everything. So these patients have gone through lots of injurious immunosuppressive treatments. So we've got to repair them just from that alone, right? And then creating fighting stance and unfavorable uh, cancer environment for them right away. So then the other patients, if you come in early, you know, I always recommend patients to come in first early. Like if you have cancer, come in early, know what to do, before you have you know before you do that biopsy before you do the surgery before you do any treatment so you can do all the protective preventive measures because one thing that people don't know is that surgery biopsy surgery chemo radiation especially the latter three cause something called epithelial mesenchymal transition they cause the cancer to be inflammatory injurious so if we have the patients on board with <clears throat> All of the things that we recommend, it cuts down on that, especially if they're getting an IV vitamin C before and after. So there's just precaution. For example, if I give you antibiotics, right? So we know antibiotics come with downside, right? They kill your microbiome, they damage your mitochondria, they increase your risk for development of candida, which is a fungus. And in, the, in here, they give antibiotics very freely to people because patients want it and they just want to get better. So they take antibiotics. Well, what happens is you destroy your microbiome where your gut is, as you know, houses the immune system. And so we've got to reforest that gut and we got to make sure it wasn't damaged causing leaky gut syndrome, which happens a lot. And we don't, we already have so many things going through our gastrointestinal canal that you know, glyphosate is a problem, all the chemicals are a problem. So you add antibiotics to already a possibly compromised gut. And then if you've taken antibiotics for many times, like for acne or chronic illness, or for whatever reason, what happens is you've destroyed the natural ecosystem of your body, growing candida. So candida and fungus um, you know, or become a big problem and they wear down the body and they, these bugs make their own chemicals. And so doctors don't, they don't think about that. And so we got to make sure that you don't grow the fungus. Why is that important in cancer? Because cancer and fungus coexist. The paper just came out a couple of weeks ago. And of course they say more studies need to be done, but you know, the pain, my patients sick now, so we've got to fix the candida either with medications or natural supplementation, obviously changing your diet. If you're free diabetic or diabetic, you tend to grow fungus. If the more stress, the more things that you take, you're gonna grow candida. So we've got because the more toxins you have, candida, fungus, and parasites grow prolifically. So again, it's it's a we've got to get down to the microscopic machinery that's going on. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, we've got to address all these imbalances.
1: Yeah. So there's a part of your practice for if you don't have cancer that you can do your yearly checkups. Can people see you if they're outside of California, or is it just for patients in California? The
0: center for no, we see patients from all over the world. Um, since the pandemic, now I, you know, I've been doing Skype and phone forever, and uh, so they have new rules, and you have to see the patient once a year. So my patients will fly in for a couple of days and do all their testing. And then obviously if they have big problems, they'll have to stay here longer. Um, but a lot of times they can come in for a couple of days And California. is a great place to be, especially in Orange County. And so they get this done, and then we go home and communicate with them. Awesome. Um, okay. And then here's my
1: question. So, um, So that's that, and then you have another section. If you have a diagnosis, then there's another business that business takes
0: care of patients that are already diagnosed.
1: Got it. Okay, that's super helpful for everyone listening. And then success rate on just cancer these days—like, are we getting better at treating it or not? Like,
0: no, not really. We're not. Now the studies clearly show that we haven't made any progress. If we made progress, why is cancer rates increasing?
1: Yeah. Are you getting better at treating it? Is there any hope out there?
0: I I believe if we focused on prevention and early detection, you know, that is, you know, the way to go. I always tell people, clinical trials, everyone is in a one. You're your own clinical trial. There is no one like you. When you know you get your fingerprint, is anyone else like you? Well, just imagine every cell in your body is unique to you. No one is like you. So we always, everyone always talks about clinical trials, but I tell people, did you go home with these people? Did you see what they ate? Did you see how they live? Did you see what their stress level is? Did you see what, you know, do they live in mold? I mean, you, you know, all these things. So if you don't take the entire spectrum of a someone's living existence, then how can you really know what worked and what didn't work? And also, you know, we know the placebo effect. So, um, and then we have the no cerebral effect. So, so I always tell people, there's no one like you and everyone is their own, you know, person. Are there some things that commonly work on people? Yes. But again, you know, I, I don't think, as I said in the beginning, every individual is an original. Right. And so you treat the patient with the problem. And again, like, so if you give medica- surgery or medication to patients, um, that's just one facet of the clinical trial. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I was hoping for a little more hope. I was hoping for you to tell me, like, we're getting better at treating this. We got ya. <laughs> Well, the, the, the
0: newest drugs that have come to market are called immunotherapy. Okay. Keytruda and Opdivo, and some of the other and we, they're too young to tell, okay, they're only been around for a couple of years. So we don't really know. And of course, I have lots of patients that are utilizing those. I work very closely with oncologists, because when we get patients, we're going to just try everything, right? Um, and I I will tell you, I kind of get, you know, very mixed results, you know, and of course, my patients, again, are not just doing one thing, right? They're doing many things.
1: Yeah. No, makes sense. So explain your affiliation with Moment Health
0: Company. So Moment Health, um, I started with my daughter, Alana, and um, she has been fascinated with health uh, for the last, she was working, she worked at American Airlines and then went to Twitter and then she worked in finance and then her, she developed um, Oxalate elevated oxalates. And so she went through her own little medical discovery experiment and treatment. And then she's just been fascinating, fascinated with hormones probably because that's something I talk about all the time. It's like one of my, it's probably one of my biggest passions. And so hormones are the natural drugs to your body. And there are so many people that have hormonal imbalances that are affecting health. I mean, 75% of women are estrogen dominant. All right. Because the xenoestrogens in our environment, xeno is the Greek word for foreign, estrogens are around not just for women, but men also. Then many years ago, I started testing 20 year old testosterone levels, and I found that probably 75% of boys had low testosterone. It should be about 800. They were 100, 200, 300. That's, you know, Uh, a low level two of my son-in-laws no three of my son-in-laws all have low testosterone all right so we have got to address this because why hormones direct every single second of your life how you think how you feel your physiology every single thing okay so if we don't have proper hormonal balance we we can't function the way we need to be we need we're not functioning optimally how we should be
1: I love it. So moment, you guys sent me a kid, and I'm I'm all about this because i am like testing everything. I've got like a DEXA scan tomorrow. I'm into trying all these different things, right? So I, I did like a, a finger prick. Now I'm three months postpartum. When I did it, I was probably two months postpartum, which maybe isn't like the best time to be testing your hormones. I don't know. You tell Correct. me, I would imagine, yeah, I would imagine my data's not all that relevant. Um, eight weeks into my breastfeeding journey, which you know, we'll carry on. But anyway, so then what happens? So people sign on. Is it like a yearly thing? Is it a one-time
0: thing? You can start, you know, just immediately. There's a lot to learn about hormones and lots of different things affect hormones, like stress affects hormones, toxicity affects hormones, how you eat affects hormones, right? And so, you know, the doctor is an integrative functional physician who a very long history of integrative functional medicine. Who know who will help the patient optimize their system
1: okay so she so you're kind of connected then it's kind of like democratizing hormone
0: replacement therapy is that a fair way to say it yes-huh like, yes. Okay. So and maybe, it's not just it's hormones you know 25 year olds can have hormone problems it's right. not just menopause patients it's males and females many of them have hormonal imbalances they just yeah. don't know it right yeah So, I mean, I wrote about low testosterone in men 20 years ago.
1: Yeah. And what's your take on supplementing with testosterone for men?
0: Well, if they're young, absolutely not. We need to turn on their system. So I don't, I don't do that. If you're 60 years old, you've got to supplement with testosterone. Okay. okay? But you also have to change their diet. You got to make sure they're weightlifting. You've got, you know, all these other things.
1: There is no quick fix. Oh, I know. Believe me. I know. Now for women, this is like something I'm just so fascinated with heading into menopause. I remember I was reading recently like hormone replacement, maybe it was from you, hormone replacement therapy and beating like bioidentical hormones and whatnot can be beneficial for a lot of things later in life as soon as long as they're implemented within the first, what, like five to seven years of menopause or something like that? Like- No, forever. Forever. Okay. And- Are you worried about, there's like the, I would say the only con I hear about with bioidentical hormones and whatnot is like an increase in risk of cancer. Like, how do you, how do you think of those? Uh,
0: No, I, I, the studies don't show that. Um, We can do a whole talk on this. I can go through all the studies. The studies were done with synthetic estrogen, Premarin, and Provera. And so they weren't done with biologically identical hormones. The studies in France that were done with biologically identical hormones you know, did not increase the risk of breast cancer. Also, a woman, you know, Alzheimer's is very becoming increasingly higher in women and estrogen matters, but we always should use biologically identical fonts Got it. Whatever, anyway. not just for, you know, not just for, it's, you got to fix the, you got to fix your insulin levels, you got to fix your thyroid, you got to fix your adrenals, and you got to fix your uh, ovaries in women and testi- testicles in men. So. Cool.
1: So anyone who's looking for a snapshot can go to moment health co they can get yes. this at home test and then it's, they're connected with a virtual doctor and they can get a snapshot in time and treatment, right. right. On That's right. Where their hormones are. at. It was so cool. Maybe right. we should bring you and your daughter on the podcast and do a whole deep dive on just what she's doing at the moment. I think that'd be. Oh, cool. love it. It would love it. Um, okay. I know you have to go cause you probably yes. have very important patients, but I just have, let's see two questions for you. What's the weirdest health hack you're doing that most people aren't doing for yourself?
0: Oh, well, I would, um, you probably know about, well, I do PMF every day. I come in the office and then I take methylene blue liposomal methylene blue, and I get in the red light bed. So we have a red light bed with 50,000 lights. Uh, so I do that. Um, I'm always experimenting with peptides. I'm always experimenting with exosomes because I'm 65 plus I'm in a, I'm in a major repair and regenerate mode. So I do exosomes also. Cool. Uh, so I am constantly doing experiments. I'm the queen of experimentation. I love it. I love it. It's so
1: awesome. Okay. What is what, what's, this is my last question. I ask everyone this, but what's something most people don't know
0: about you? Oh gosh. Oh, a lot of little things. I played the, you know, I played the piano all my life. I played for church for organ since I was ten years of age, and um, soccer played soccer in college. Love it. And uh, we were the number one, you know, team in Texas, and Budweiser was our sponsorship. Oh God, so- and uh, yeah, so I've done a lot of things. I've been a waitress. I. I've been a manicurist when I was in college. One of the jobs I had, I was in manicures. I was an expert in in creating sculptured nails. So I've done like so many things, (laughs) but every I see how every part of my journey had. Don't ever think that anything is useless. Everything is meaningful. Yeah, I love that.
1: Well, thank you so much. I so appreciate your valuable time. Why don't you let everyone know where they can
0: find you? Right. So Keneally MD uh, is the best place. If they just Keneally, C O N N E A L Y M D, they can go for center for new medicine.com or Cancer Center for Healing. They can start reading my book, Cancer Revolution, and take charge of their health just with that alone. Awesome. Thank you so much.